Hello and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Our opening music today is a military march from Spain, La Orgía Dorada, El Soldadito Español. Spanish music, it was premiered in Madrid in 1928 and used as an identification signal by a small shortwave station on the island of La Palma in the Canary Islands more than half a century ago. This edition of WaveScan was researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 668 for release on Sunday, December 12th, 2021. On WaveScan today, dogs, birds, a volcano, and a radio station on a small island off the coast of Africa. Also, international radio news and our Philippine DX report. It was at 3.13 p.m. on Sunday, September 19, 2021, that a massive volcanic eruption began at the Cumbre Vieja volcano on La Palma Island in the Canary Islands, 60 miles off the west coast of North Africa. More than 22,000 earthquakes were measured in the first week of seismic activity. Volcanic ash and a turbulent cloud of volcanic gas rose four miles high. 6,000 people, including 400 tourists, were evacuated to a neighboring island. Twin lava flows up to a quarter mile wide have engulfed villages and small towns, and the lava flow has reached the ocean side, with the resultant chemical reaction coughing out dangerous toxic gases. Large blocks of lava the size of a three-story building have been seen rolling down the hillside. Here's a recent report from Radio Exterior de España's English service. Radio Exterior de España. English language service. Greetings from Madrid and welcome. I'm Justin Coe. First, we take a look at some news from Spain. Authorities on the Spanish island of La Palma in the Canaries on Wednesday lifted a lockdown on three coastal towns as toxic fumes from the lava flowing into the sea partly dissipated, but the eruption of the Cumbre Vieja volcano showed no signs of abating. The red-hot molten rock continued to gush along the western flanks of the volcano, which has been erupting since September 19th, and the pace of daily earth tremors is yet to slow down. La Palma Airport has remained closed since the weekend, and footage released by the airport operator showed staff shoveling tons of black ash from the runway. The lava, solidifying as it crashes into the water, has expanded the island's surface by nearly 50 hectares, according to Canary Island authorities. A report on volcanic activity there from Radio Exterior de España. We have more now from Ray Robinson. Thanks, Jeff. As seen at nighttime on La Palma Island, the pyrotechnic display in brilliant colours of fiery white and volcanic red is most spectacular, were it not for the tragic loss of homes, possessions and animal life, though fortunately no human life has been lost. According to the latest news reports, the vigorous volcanic activity still continues. 
Two dogs were trapped upon a small grassy patch with a flow of lava around them. Local authorities fed and watered the dogs with the use of a drone, though they were subsequently rescued surreptitiously by unnamed personnel. The name for the Canary Islands is derived from the Latin word for dog, canis, of which there were several breeds in early historic times. The popular yellow bird, the canary, was also found on these islands, and they were introduced through Spain to Europeans in general. The bird was named the canary because it came from the Canary Islands. The Canary Islands are a Spanish archipelago in the Atlantic Ocean, and the island cluster is made up of eight major volcanic islands, together with an unnumbered host of smaller islands and ocean rocks. The original inhabitants were tribal peoples from the nearby African continent, followed subsequently by European peoples from the Iberian Peninsula. The total population in the Canaries is more than 2 million, and their income is derived from agriculture and tourism, with normally 12 million holidaymakers visiting each year. There are two capital cities in the Canary Islands, Santa Cruz on Tenerife and Las Palmas on Gran Canaria. The island of La Palma, which is enduring the current volcanic upheaval, is different from Las Palmas, which is a city on a different island, Gran Canaria. The island, called La Palma, is a volcanic island that rises four miles above the sea floor. It's noted for its series of natural and man-made water tunnels and irrigation canals. For the first 40 years of its radio history, La Palma Island was dependent upon local reception of programming from medium-wave broadcasting stations that were installed upon other islands in the Canary Island cluster. However, around 1960, a radio broadcasting station was installed on La Palma Island, and interestingly, it was a shortwave station. La Voz de la Isla de La Palma was a low-powered station with just 350 watts in the 7 MHz shortwave band. The initial frequency was listed as 7385 kHz, and soon afterwards it was shown as 7390 kHz, though subsequently the operational channel was adjusted to 7345 kHz. The shortwave station on the island of La Palma in the Canary Islands was on the air for a decade or so, and it was replaced by a medium-wave unit in 1966. The initial channel for La Voz de la Isla de la Palma on medium wave was 1385 kHz, though four years later this was changed to 1098 kHz. Likewise, the original call sign was ECS-16, though subsequently this was officialized as RNE-5, indicating in reality a relay service from the government radio service in Madrid, Spain. The usage of medium wave on La Palma was phased out around the turn of the century, and all local radio coverage on the island, government and commercial, is now on standard FM. While we're still talking about the Canary Islands, would you believe it, there's a Canary Island in the Australian state of Victoria. This Canary Island is a small inland island formed by the Loddon River, 160 miles northwest of the state capital, Melbourne. Ten people live on this island and there is a community church building, but no radio station. Now before I go this week, we have some items of international radio news. First, Australia. The November issue of the Australian DX News reports that Radio Australia is on the air via the shortwave transmitter of Radio New Zealand International. Editor John Wright states that he heard Radio Australia via RNZI recently 
and that he sent a reception report to the ABC head office in Melbourne. This unusual broadcast, he stated, is on the air on Fridays only at 0800 UTC on 7245 kHz. However, the current daily schedule for RNZI shows that this Australian ABC relay is on the air twice daily, Monday to Friday, at 1.30am and 11.10am New Zealand time, and that it's beamed to several different Pacific islands in their local languages. Roundland Pacific, display at ABC Radio Australia. Long FM, long mobile phone, na live streaming. Long abc.net.au slash Radio Australia. Hello, listeners. Now, welcome to Narpla Ahoblanish, the current hours broadcast Long ABC Radio Australia One Talk program. This same November issue of ADXN presents a montage of eight photographs of the silent Radio Australia shortwave station near Shepparton in Victoria. These photos, taken by Rob Wagner, indicate that the antenna field still stands together with the feeder lines. However, it's becoming apparent that decay and abandonment is becoming obvious. The extensive property is now owned by a group of real estate developers there may be a possibility that the main transmitter building will be taken into use as a radio museum. In a very unusual move in Australia, two commercial medium-wave stations in Brisbane, Queensland, recently swapped frequencies. At 8.08am on Friday the 8th of October 2021, the programming from 4BC jumped from 1116 kHz to 882 kHz. What's the smartest thing you can do with your smartphone? Download the 4BC app. It's the smart and crystal clear way to listen to 4BC, no matter where you are. And now it's smarter still. With the 4BC app, now enabled on Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, you can turn your car's audio from ordinary to awesome. Download it now from the App Store or Google Play. The 4BC app. It'll make you happy. And the programming from 4BH jumped in reverse from 882 kHz to 1116 kHz. 4BH. Nine news, sport and weather is next. Then we're back to playing more of the greatest hits. Brisbane's 4BH. Bulletin, one last hurdle for kids' vaccines. Queensland back on COVID watch and a man missing off a Sunshine Coast beach. It's nine o'clock. Good morning, I'm Matt Hepworth. Management stated that the swap has improved suburban coverage for both stations. Next we go to India. The Indian amateur radio operator Jose Jacob, VU2JOS in Hyderabad, advises us that amateur radio in India is this year, 2021, celebrating its 100th anniversary. The first operator was Amarendra Chandra, with the call sign 2JK. During the following year, Mukul Bose was licensed as 2HQ, and soon afterwards, around 20 British personnel were on the air with their own amateur radio stations. Amateur radio operator Harold Kuhl, DL1AX in Germany, reminds us that the first QSO between a Canadian amateur operator and an amateur station in Europe took place just 100 years ago, on December the 9th, 1921. The Canadian ham was Edward Rogers, Sr., and he was using the call sign 3BP on the grounds of Pickering College in Newmarket, Ontario. 
Rogers 3BP used a spark gap transmitter on a frequency in the vicinity of 1300 kHz, which is now part of the standard medium wave broadcast band. The Canadian transmission was heard by an amateur station in Ardrossan, Scotland, and also by ham operator Paul Godley, 2ZE, and other members of the Radio Club of America in the United States. Edward Rogers went on to be a pioneer in radio, and he was responsible for founding medium-wave radio station CFRB, Canada's first Rogers batteryless, with antennas located in the Aurora Highlands just south of Newmarket. His Toronto factories produced vacuum tubes and receivers at a time when broadcast radio was booming. This is News Talk 1010 CFRB AM Toronto, a division of Bell Media and an iHeart Radio station. It's 7 o'clock. Your update from the CTV Toronto Newsroom starts now. Good evening, I'm Raheem Ladani. Some of the stories we're following in the newsroom this hour. The York Region Amateur Radio Club in Toronto is recognising this historic anniversary with the special event station CF3BP during November and December 2021. People in New Zealand are also celebrating a historic radio event, the 100th anniversary of the first radio broadcast in their islandic country. It was on November the 17th, 1921, that the Scottish-born Professor Robert Jack broadcast the first organised radio programme at the Otago University in Dunedin on the South Island, with the use of equipment he procured during a visit to the United Kingdom. It's probable that the English-made radio equipment that was installed in the Clock Tower building at the University in Dunedin was operating on what we now call the Longwave Band. One of the musical melodies that was played during that original historic radio broadcast in New Zealand was a popular song at the time, Hello My Dearie. During the following year, 1922, a group of radio-interested personnel, together with Professor Jack, began making regular broadcasts with the use of primitive equipment, and through several changes in call signs and ownership over the succeeding decades, the station is now known as Radio Dunedin 4XD. It lays claim as the oldest radio broadcasting station outside North America, and the fifth oldest in the world, predating even 2MT in Chelmsford, England. On 95.4 FM and everywhere online, this is Radio Dunedin. Something is making its way to Dunedin. Radio Dunedin is proud to welcome Otago Museum's Sea Monsters, Prehistoric Ocean Predators Exhibition. If you want the chance to see it early, head to the Breeze Dunedin Facebook page and comment to win an exclusive walkthrough before the exhibit opens on the 11th of December. More info at radiodunedin.co.nz. Radio Dunedin. Good music, good talk. Radio Dunedin. Crystal clear wherever you are. Online and on your mobile with the Rover app. On your 80s music Sunday. Radio Dunedin. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. At Christmas time, we let in light and we banish it. Thank you very much, Ray Robinson at KVOH in Los Angeles for all of that news on today's program. Now let's go to Henry Umarai with the Philippine DX Report for this month.
Merry Christmas everyone to our dear shortwave listeners wherever you are welcome to the December 12th edition of the Philippine DX. This is report number 177. I'm Henry Umaray in City, Negros Occidental Central Philippines. Glad to be back and thank you for listening. I would like to thank our DXer friends for sending the reception report most recently. Mr. Dilip Kumar Sarkar in West Bengal, India. Mr. Konstantin Barsenkov in St. Petersburg, Russia. Mr. Richard Lemke in Alberta, Canada. Mr. Jan Zachary Alvarez in Cavite here in the Philippines. And Mr. Marcelo Miglen in Santa Maria, Santo Andre, Brazil. To all of you, thank you very much. Reception logs for November 2021. November 7, KBS World Radio on 7275 in Korean from Kim Jae at 1100 SIO 545. November 7, Adventist World Radio, KSDA on 15500 in Indonesian from Guam at 1109 SIO 454. November 7, China National Radio 7, Radio The Great Bay on 13770 in Cantonese. From Kashi at 11.11, SAO 3.43. November 7, Radio Taiwan International on 12.100 in Amoy. From Pauchong at 11.13, SAO 5.55. November 7, Voice of America on 12.080 in Chinese. From Tinang at 11.15, SAO 4.44. November 7, Transworld Radio KTWR on 11.965 in English. From Agania, Guam. At 11.16, SIO 5.55. November 7, Richbian, Australia on 11.905 in Japanese from Kununura. At 11.18, SIO 4.34. November 7, China Radio International on 11.875 in Chaozhou from Kunming. At 11.20, SIO 5.55. November 14, KTWR Transworld Radio on 9.910 in English from Aganyu, Guam. At 11.39, SIO 3.33. November 14, BBC World Service on 9.580 in English. From Crunchy at 11.43, SIO 4.54. November 28, China Radio International on 11.955 in Filipino. From Kunming at 11.48, SIO 3.43. And November 28, Rich Beyond Australia on 11.865 in Burmese. From Kununura. At 11.49, SAO 333. Send us your comments, suggestions, reception logs, and informations to pilipinasdx at gmail.com. That's P-I-L-I-P-I-N-A-S-D-X for pilipinasdx at gmail.com. This has been Henry Umaray for Wavescan in Bacolod City, Negros, Occidental Central, Philippines, ay mabuhay, at maraming salamat po. Thanks, Henry, and Merry Christmas to you too. Next, we have some amateur radio news from Larry Dio, host of Ham Radio Live on YouTube. My call sign is Kilo 7 Hotel November. I'm a licensed ham out of the Pacific Northwest of the United States. In news that it's not only good for hams and shortwave people and AMDXers and CB people, so everybody in radio, the Dayton Hamvention is back after, my goodness, two years. Fantastic. That's great news. Seriously. Dayton's been closed because of the coronavirus, and so they haven't been able to do it. 
The Dayton Hamvention is one of the largest ham radio gatherings in the entire world. It's going to be held May 20 through the 22nd at the Green County Fairgrounds and Expo Center in Xenia, Ohio. Now, if you're looking for any kind of gear, whether it be shortwave, ham, CB, medium wave, high quality stuff, really good stuff there usually, plus major manufacturers from around the world will be there. Please mark on your calendars May 20 to 22nd. In fact, you can, if you're close, be there because man, oh man, will you be a very, very thrilled person to be there for sure. Again, Dayton Hambenchen. Wow, May 20 through the 22nd. From the Radio Society of Great Britain, you know, it's not too late to support a youngster. Yeah, December is Youth on the Air Month. We need your help, they say, from youngsters who want to get them on the air and interested in radio communications. The RSGB has been granted the call sign Golf Bravo 21 Yankee Oscar Tango Alpha. So that's Golf Bravo 21 YOTA, which means youth on the air. It's for allocation to youngsters to operate throughout December of 2021. To see what operating slots are still available, please look off on QRZ, which is a ham radio site, but you can you can find this easily for information. Golf Bravo 21. Y-O-T-A on Q-R-Z. Also, if you you know maybe have some interest in it, you can also email them at yota.month at rsgb.org.uk. Also, the Radio Society Great Britain understands that its sister society in Norway, the Radio Relay League of Norway, is working to establish a beginner's license in that country, which presently has only one license class, they're hoping to target those as young as 12 or 13 years old. It's proposed to permit 10 watts and to encourage newcomers to build their own equipment. Wow. At that age, what kids are doing today, that's fantastic. And, you know, what's nice is that you can work 10 watts a long ways. For people who are not familiar with ham radio, it works similar to shortwave. Same thing on the HF bands. The signals will skip off the ionosphere and go great distances. And you can actually go quite a ways. You really can with 10 watts. And by the way, that gets us in the forecast. Nice little segue there, right? The forecast today, and I believe for the coming week here, starting on the 5th of December, I think we're going to see solar flux index numbers somewhere between 80 and 85. I think we're going to, we're going to average out somewhere on 82.5 for the week. It just the solar stability is starting to, to decrease a little bit. So I would expect you to have SFIs in the, the mid to low 80s. That's an important number because that's the amount of radiation that comes from the sun to help charge up the ionosphere. The ionosphere is the the layer of the Earth's atmosphere that reflects radio waves, both for ham, shortwave, CB, all those groups. So expect to have decent numbers. Now, these aren't great. The lowest the number usually goes is only 65. So, you know, being in the mid-80s isn't the greatest, but this is why you want to get into ham radio now if you have ever wanted to be a ham radio licensee. Solar numbers go up and down every 11 years. And we're just at the first year of that part where we're coming up the peak. So in about three years or so, three and a half, we're going to get to the maximum amount of sunspots on the sun and we'll have incredible communications. If you would like to get into ham radio, may I suggest getting in touch with someone like the American Radio Relay League. Even if you're not in the U.S., find them at www arl.org simple to remember www.arrl.org hit the contact us bar let them know where you're located and then what they'll do is they'll send you a ham club that's close to you that can not only help you find out if maybe ham radio 
would be something you're interested in, but also help you get licensed. And the cool part, the nice little perk about this is that perhaps somebody in the club has some extra gear lying around. And in that case, maybe you can borrow it until you can afford your own. Again, contact us for www.arl.org. The SolarFlex indexes should be reasonable for next week. Plus the K index, which is the geomagnetic impact the planets have on our noise floors, which is the amount of static on frequencies that are about nine megahertz and less. So 9,000 kilohertz or lower should have lower static levels this week. My name's Larry, wherever you may be, God bless you and goodbye everybody. Thanks very much, Larry. I want to mention a couple of reception reports we've received recently for WaveScan. Janard Hanan Arunachalam writes from Scarborough, Ontario, Canada. He heard WaveScan at 1035 UTC on 5850 kilohertz from Okeechobee. Good strong signal with no QRM, he says. Then Risto Hapunen writes from Tuzniemi in Finland. And he heard wave scan at 1300 UTC, also from Okeechobee, on 15570 kHz. Wave signal was strong. Says wave scan is my favorite program. Thank you very much. Risto Hapunen in Finland. And to end WaveScan today, we have Hello My Dearie on the telephone. A recording is played by Professor Robert Jack in his first radio broadcast in Dunedin, New Zealand in 1921 on what is now Radio Dunedin 4XD. Thanks for listening to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio, researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson. Next week, our special Christmas edition, Christmas music around the world. Several QSL cards are available for WaveScan. Send your AWR and KSDA reports for the program to the AWR address in Thailand. Stay tuned for that. And also to the station your radio is tuned to. WRMI or WWCR or KVOH or Voice of Hope Africa or to IRRS Italy or to the AWR relay stations that carry WaveScan. Remember too, you can send a reception report to the DX reporters when their segment is on the air here in the program. They will also verify with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. The email address for AWR QSLs is qsl at awr.org. The postal address for AWR QSL cards is Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, that's P-R-A-K-A-N-O-N-G, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. Again, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. And the email address for other correspondence to WaveScan, not reception reports, 
is wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI in Okeechobee, Florida, USA. Till next week, good listening, everyone.